Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Wednesday, November 29, 2023, and this is episode 150 of the show. However, I put the wrong introduction, so I had to redo the introduction for the show. I have the original 150 has the introduction to 149, so let's do the 150 introduction and tag it on to it. So, this is episode 150, and like any true comic book geek that I am, I want to do something special because of the number. I like how companies, albeit sometimes more than necessary, make a big deal out of the 25th, 75th, and 100th issue, and, well, you kind of get the idea. Today's show was taped a couple of months ago, and in a more normal schedule, this would have already come out. As I've said over the past few months, a big chunk of 2023 has been a bit of a dumpster fire in my personal life. It's been a lot of disappointment, setbacks, and the feeling of banging one's head against the wall trying to understand why so much pointless stuff happened this year. As I said before, I'm still here. After the second anniversary of the podcast in September, I started to take a hard look at where I wanted the show to go for its third year and into 2024. I made a few changes. Most shows are now released in video form over on YouTube. I removed the keep it clean request because I thought there was too much censorship in the world. If someone is offended by the occasional swearing word on this show, well, maybe this podcast isn't for them. Today's special guest is none other than Ross Aiken from the fantastic podcast Stop, Let's Team Up. The show right before this one, 149, also released today is our very first taping together, episode 18, back in March of 2022. We talked about the Silver Age, Brave and the Bold 61, which features Starman and Black Canary. Since then, he's been around, oh, about 20 times. Over the various shows, we've covered a lot of comics and creators that have also been on his show several times. Some of the stuff we've been covered is Jim Shooter, Gil Kane, Artist by Brown, The Death of Iris Allen. We covered, oh, uh, Ray Palmer's wife, Jean Loring. Ross has been on the show more than any other guest. And as I said many times, if I were ever to have a co-host on the show, Ross would be that guy. Often in the past, we tended to gravitate towards the late 70s comics. Of course, that makes sense. It's the time when we were both getting into comics as a kid. For this show, I wanted to shake things up a bit. We are talking about the Golden Age Captain Marvel. Sorry, he will always be the real Captain Marvel for me. It turns out pretty good. And I don't do enough Golden Age comics on the show. And I do want to spotlight comics from all eras because there are some fantastic reads read within the context of the times. Just because a silver or Golden Age comic doesn't really like the ones you get out your comic shop today doesn't mean you won't enjoy them, folks. There's some fantastic reads. Please look at the show note for a link to Ross's podcast on all things Ross. Like this show, his show is mostly bite-sized, around 20 minutes. If you've never checked it out, please do. It's always fantastic listen. And if you're new to this podcast, thanks for checking it out. I had to come back from work this afternoon and read this introduction to 150 because I had the 149 introduction. I don't know how that happened. But anyways, please continue to sample the show. Look at the show notes, follow the podcast on social media, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I want this podcast to continue to grow. And as I said, 
I want to introduce fans to a different ways of discovering and reading fantastic comic books. Now, on to today's show. It's the 150th episode. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Ross Aitken from Stop Let's Team Up. He is, as always, the most frequent guest on the podcast. We have a really very unique special episode. Before we talk about that, Ross, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I am the host of, I'm Ross Aitken, I'm the host of uh, two podcasts, I guess. Uh, my Gallifrey's Most Wanted, which is going into its seventh year, sixth or seventh year. Uh, and Stop, Let's Team Up, which consists of different pod, little mini podcasts. Opal City Confidential, where I'm covering all the Starman characters, um, legacy characters, because Starman is my favorite character. I'm doing a, a Legion uh, read-along, which is a little sporadic because I'm in the action comic era where I don't find these little ape. Uh, it's stuff I've not really read before, and I'm not, it's a little outdated. And I'm, and then we just recorded one about um, a team-up book. Anything team-related, I do, and I'll talk about. Ross and I have a tendency, because we are Bronze Age babies, we have mm -hmm. a tendency to go to a certain window of comic books and talk about a window of Bronze Age comic books, usually around the late 70s to early 80s. And a lot of times we sound like two old men, get off my grass, grumpy, whatever. So this time around, Ross and I are really switching it up. And this, Ross, is the first time we are talking Golden Age on the podcast. Yeah. We have never done Golden Age. We've done Silver Age. In fact, our first podcast together was a Silver Age. Brave and the Bull team up with Black Canary and Starman. I think that's the one we did. But we did Brave and the Bull way back, way back when. That was our first one together. Yeah. But this time around, we are talking Captain Marvel, not Marvel's Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel from Fawcett Comics that DC bought in the late 19, I'm sorry, the mid 1950s. Now, the original <laughs> Captain Marvel, a little backstory, was a big seller. In fact, at one time, it was it was the number one comic book out there. It outsold Superman, big thing. DC decided to sue Fawcett because they thought. Captain Marvel was a trademark infringement, went to courts. Long story short, Fawcett just said, ah, we're done. And back in the 50s, washed their hands, stopped publishing. The copyright lapsed, then Captain Marvel. Marvel Comics picked it up. That's how they got Captain Marvel. Back in the 70s, Marvel decided to um, do their own Captain Marvel comic book. DC couldn't. That's why we have now Shazam, because Shazam can only be called Captain Marvel. DC. I don't understand why they were allowed to do it for a while. I've never understood why they were allowed to both use it because Marvel had the trademark, but they didn't have the copyright. Yeah, I I don't understand. But yeah. earlier in the year, for some wonky reason, when the DC released DC movie came out of uh, the Shazam two, DC on their infinite app service decided to release some Golden Age Captain Marvel adventures. Now, the DC Universe Infinite app is a very wonky thing. I'm a charter member. I've been there for ever. Uh, and there's two two really good tiers. One is the basic tier, which is about $7.99 a month. It's $74 a year. You get all the back issues. Any new comics, about three to six months. 
The ultra is $12 a month. It's $120 a year. But the great thing about that is you get the ultra stuff one month after they come out on the comic book shops, they're on the app. So whatever came out last month at your comic book shops, we're now reading. So we we're just talking off camera about, hey, Ross, are you liking the Dawn of DC and Night Terrors? Yeah, we are because it's a month out. I, I kind of like it. It's worth the price of admission. Heck, they could even raise the ultra price a little bit more and I would still do it. But Ross, you would have to agree their selection of back issues is horrible. Anything anything older than, say, the late 70s is really spotty. They have um, one action comics from the Bronze Age. One of action comics from that's the Bronze That's the one that in Adventure, the old titles that, you know, the star would change from year to, you know, over time. Those are the ones that are really spotty. So for some reason, DC has always treated their unlimited service as the, the evil stepchild that nobody wants to talk about. And they hide it in the back of the closet underneath the steps. Wouldn't you agree with that, Ross? They've never it, given it the, the fair shake at I, DC. Uh, yeah, I think they don't focus on it. I think when I think the Ultra was the best thing they've done to it. Because you have trades, you have a lot much larger thing. You get stuff sooner. I don't have to buy as many floppies. Well, and they, they have. I mean, they have some really great concept. But you know, when they, they and you're right. The other great thing about the ultras and is they have all these trades, so you don't have to go hopping around looking for part two, part three of a story. Yeah, all yeah. the trades are there. The problem with the trades, though, is they have a wonky search engine that you can't find anything on the search engine still. After a year, almost a year of dumping all these extra trades on there, the searching is so wonky. Yeah, I have my own little cheat where I do a title by title of the book and then look for what I'm looking. And, and, and DC has missed so many opportunities over the years that when a new event happens, hey, we're dumping a bunch of stuff onto the app. Here you go. Again, Marvel or DC did kind of a half-hearted attempt. They released... Captain Marvel Adventures 124 through 130 on the app. Hey, it's Golden Age. DC doesn't do Golden Age. I was happy about that. These originally came out from 1951 through 1952. But here's the problem. All these issues are pretty much all available on the public domain site, comicbookplus.com. It is the largest repository of Golden Age and Silver Age public domain stuff. Charlton, Dell, Fawcett. Fawcett was the home of Captain Marvel. They've got thousands of Fawcett stuff on there. So why DC would do this, I don't have any idea why they would just pick these, these random issues and stuff. And that's the other thing that, that they do, Ross, is they'll put a bunch of issues on there and then just stop. Yeah, the, the gaps are weird. It's like, I mean... I don't get it. So I just, I just pulled up those Captain Marvel Adventures. I hadn't really looked at them. They had 150 issues of Captain Marvel Adventures, and you pick uh, a wonky run through 124, 130 to put on the app. Why? That's all in public domain anyway. Just take the public domain comic book, scan them in there, and just put them all in there. It's just very yeah, wonky. It is weird. It is incredibly but, weird. But Captain Marvel Adventures, let's talk about Captain Marvel briefly. Came out in Wiz Comics 1940. Created by Bill Parker, who I don't know much about. I actually, when I was doing the research, I didn't. I don't know who Bill Parker is. I know who C.C. Beck is. How but, long did Parker do it? I don't, I don't think he know. did it I but just, for an issue or two. 
Well, it's because this is a short form podcast, and I always go down these these rabbit holes. I can't do three hours of research. I just really am going, who is Bill Parker, and what is he? I, I, I honestly, I don't know. But based on comic sales, Captain Marvel is the most popular hero of the set forties, outselling even Superman, which I said originally. He was the first comic book superhero to be adapted to film. And that was a Republic serial Adventures of Captain Marvel. I've actually watched it. It's really fun. My actually, to be honest, folks, my theme song for my podcast uh, for uh, Opal City Confidential is theme song from the Shazam serial. There you go. Because <laughs> it won't get tagged by YouTube. Well, here's a little more. I did do a little more information about um, Bill Parker. Well, here's the thing. So DC did Captain Marvel Adventures 124. But... Why not do the first issue? Because the premiere issue of Captain Marvel Adventures number one is written and drawn by Joe Kirby and Jack. I'm sorry, Joe Simon <laughs> and Jack Kirby. No, but think about it. Why did not why did DC not put that on the app? A Joe Simon Jack Kirby Captain Marvel story is not on the app. You yeah. can read it in the public domain because I've read it. It's a great story. Captain Marvel Adventures is also the first solo series starring as a star. Every other one was an anthology. This is the first Cap Captain Marvel Adventures, the first superhero to get his own solo series. So Batman and Superman came after Captain Marvel. I didn't realize. Well, I mean, it's that. people don't. It's like um, putting this. This is how popular it was, and I know this from like a little history nerd thing. When they would do packages for GIs during the Second World War and they'd give them like give them chocolate cigarettes. One was to curb appetite, you know, keep them marching. But they also gave them reading material and they would put Captain Marvel comics in those. That's you, why they were they I mean, it was two to one for Captain Marvel compared to some DC stuff. If you really want to get a good sampling of the Golden Age, look at a celebration of 75 years, which goes and has stuff from Wiz Comics 2, 21, Marvel Family, Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. It's a really good sample of the Golden Age. If you don't really want to go to Comic Book Plus, you don't have to. Great domain site. But also Marvel Ultra app. I'm sorry, TC's Ultra app has a celebration of 75 years. And I don't know, we talked about this off camera, but we're both getting into the dawn of DC. And DC Ross has really hammered down on the concept of family the well, yeah they've been doing it they, the they've arrow been doing family. it on and off they, they, the superman family yeah. i found the funny they did the arrow family but I didn't that was i would liked it finally that because you've done it before you have had legacy john jeff johns but, made uh, did it with justice society they do it in batman wade and Le johns did it and uh, messer Loeb's did it i in didn't Flat. realize i didn't realize the family concept started with captain marvel captain oh, marvel yeah. captain marvel started the ball on the whole family concept. You yeah. know, back in the 70s, DC really went into the big thing because you had the Batman family's title, you had the Superman family title. There were these big 80-page comic book titles of all the Superman family and Batman family. And Fawcett was the first thing that did the full family members. You know? Yeah. Um, for example... There's actually an Uncle Marvel that most people don't realize. Uncle Dudley. Now he's just yep. referred to as Uncle Dudley. Yep. Uncle Marvel back at the time. Um, I was reading the Shazam stuff with Jerry Ordway that came out, I don't know, back in the 90s. And they actually bring 
Uncle Marvel, Uncle Dudley into the storyline and actually give him an, a, a storyline. But yeah, he was a he was actually created as a supporting character for Mary Marvel. Originally. Yeah, he he was he he didn't say he didn't say the magic word. He just took he had a he had a, a homemade costume under his suit and he would take it off and his pudgy ass would run around fighting people. And legend legend has it that CZ Beck pattern Uncle Marvel, Uncle Dudley, after W. C. Fields. Oh my God! I never put that to two and two together. Yeah. yeah, he looks just like him. And then Uncle Marvel, he appeared through 1948 and then just kind of disappeared. The other thing that you don't hear about anymore, and I wish we did, was the Lieutenant Marvels. Yeah, it's a weird concept, and I, I think what in modern times what they did was, and they did in the Shazam movie, was you have Billy and Mary and Freddie, and then you have the other kids in the home in the foster home. They appeared theoretically and kept Marvel and the Marvel family. And there you go. The Marvel family had a Marvel family back in the 50s, predating even Superman family and Batman family. You had a, you had a Marvel family. So you had the Lieutenant Marvels. And, and, and here's where you get these. You, Ross, you can actually see some people in the back of a room at, at a counter convention having a little bit too much to drink arguing over whether the Lieutenant Marvel died in the last battle of the crisis, or actually, if they had actually survived and just lost their power. You can see two old comic book oh, yeah. nerds because they just disappeared. It, debating. No, no, they died after crisis. No, no, they lost their powers, dude. I'm telling you, if you look at this page and this panel, they I, lost their powers. They That's did how... they ever appear in, like, when they brought Shazam back in the 70s? I don't, yes. They appeared a couple. They of did times. appear in the in the I Bronze Age. Comic they were thing. in crisis. They were briefly in crisis. Okay. Okay. Yes. You also have Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. Love Hoppy, which was in Fawcett's family. It was in Fawcett's Funny Animal, December nineteen forty two. And you know, if you think about it, it was kind of brilliant because uh, anthropomorphic animals are hot at the time. Superheroes are hot at the time. Let's take a a magic bunny and make him into a superhero and there we go i mean that was kind of brilliant back at the time because hoppy is kind of like your batmite or your mixoplex you know yeah oh he's a great character i lo- i'm a big fan of uh some of those like um i because you sent me one to read and i hadn't read a lot of faucet i am just not read a lot of faucet golden age because he, you know i just jump in and out when i've seen it if you have not sampled golden age captain marvel you need to do that um i dc has they're slowly archiving the shazam series from the 1970s which cc beck came back on to write that's that's most of my knowledge of if if captain marvel prior to crisis is that kind if you're reading that as captain marvel as introduction to captain marvel you're you're you are not doing yourself justice. You need to go and look at the Captain Marvel adventures and look at the celebration of 75 years Shazam. That really gives you an example of what, how important Captain Marvel was. He's even now he's been kind of sidelined in the DC universe because they just don't really know what to do with him. But he was Fawcett Comics and Captain Marvel, that whole thing. They're really a major player. They really outshine DC back in the forties. And it makes you wonder where they'd be today Fawcett Comics would be today if they actually continued their publications and never went out of business. Yeah, well, I think they lost that lawsuit. 
it was more so they went bank. They didn't go bankrupt. They just lost the loss. They yeah, lost. they just they just they got decided. a judgment. They got a judgment against them, and their part of to pay it off was that how DC got the copyrights. If so, I remember it right, because it was close. He's very close to Superman. I don't think it's close enough to been dinged. No, but they got dinged. Yeah, and it's just not fair. I mean, and it's just it was, you know, DC being the big dog at that time, gobbling stuff up. Yes. And, and you know, it, it, and I don't th- and I agree with you. I don't think they've done there have been good Shazam comics, Captain Marvel comics. I think Jerry Ordway's run was great. And that's and what I'm reading now. Yeah. And I liked the I think John started off all right, but he got lost in it very quickly. And I Wade has been fun. I think Wade is the first person to take the go back to the silly. Look, you know, I, I don't tell people just to just kick back and read Golden Age comics for the next you know, three weeks, but go into these apps, go into these public domain sites, sprinkle in some golden age and silver age comic books into your reading experience. They make some for some fun reading experiences. And a lot of that stuff is foundational because that's what your comic books is based upon today. Your, yeah. your Shazam family, even though I bombed at the box office stems from the Shazam family from the 1940s and the 1950s. Yeah. That all comes from there. I, foundational. I want to I want to say this because I do, I'm covering a lot of and reading a lot of all-star comics for my po- Starman podcast. And I've commented on that. We, and we've discussed this that because the guys have to knock out all these pages quickly going through some of these Shazam comics, the quality of the art is more consistent than it is in a lot of golden age DC and definitely golden age Marvel. Yes. You know what I mean? Golden Age Marvel, there's some rough, rough. rush stuff. It's rough. And, and, it's, and the nice thing about the Captain Marvel Adventures is they put the full comic book in there. They just didn't put the lead story, which yes. DC has a, a, a terrible habit of the early action comics. World it's just finest. Superman. It's just if a it's, lead story. Or it's just Supergirl. It's whoever the cover character is. Yeah, and I want to see the backup story. Well, and, and I know we're going off tangent, but I like the fact that when DC in September were doing this, they, they added some silver age and golden age more to the app recently. And they're adding the whole issues. They're just not adding the lead story. Yeah. They're Cause it's real post. weird what they dropped. They dropped so, all of all-star comics and it's complete. It's every page, but other stuff they didn't. That's like, why? It's very wonky. The service, but hey, well, it's, it's, you know, we can go for, for hours on what they do and don't do. These <laughs> make for a great golden age run. They're fun to read. It's only a few issues. Won't take you long to read. If not Red Silver Age, I'm sorry, Golden Age, Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, you should sample it. Every comic book has great stuff from different eras that deserve to be sampled. Ross, any pirating words before you wrap this up? No, just as you said, go back and check out some of the stuff. There's some fun stuff. The 70s stuff is it's, it's okay. I don't think it's not as fun as uh, they're trying too hard to write for a kid. Yeah, where in Shazam they were just writing in their golden age stuff. They're just writing good stories, and some of these have some great stuff. Smy Spy Smashers in there by Emil Gershwin art. There's a, there's a lot you. It's the Fawcett family is worth looking at. You got Bulletman. You got they had some great heroes. Yes, we could sit so. there and talk all day about the Fawcett family all day if you really wanted to. Ross from Stopless came up. Thank you for joining me. We'll put something together soon. Thanks again. Hope to have you on again. All right, my man. Thank you for having me. 
Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.